You're listening to the New Point Community Church Podcast. For more information about New Point or to get involved, visit newpoint.org slash podcast. It has been said that your greatest contribution may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Whether you're a parent, a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, a cousin, it's who you're investing in that is really important. You see, what you do in life pales in comparison to the investment that you and I make in the next generation. If you have kids, the time that you're investing in raising them and training them is the most valuable time that you have. And I promise you, it goes quick. And you might say, Dwight, why is that? Because no one has a bigger impact or influence on your kids than you do, mom, dad, grandparents. Now, you may not always feel like you do. I understand that. You may think that their friends or social media has a bigger impact and influence. But I promise you, it's you. It's you. And you and I as parents, we have five stages that we go through in life. And I want to share them with you briefly because you need a framework. And, and the first years is connection. And it's kind of like birth through one year old. And that's where you, you hold them and you cuddle them and you kiss them and, and they need your touches. But then we move into the discipline years and that's ages one through five. And that's where you set the, the boundaries and the rules and, the, and, and you discipline them because you want them to know about authority. And then you move to the training years, ages five through 12, and this is where you train and develop them. And we're gonna talk about that in a few moments. And by the way, what you need to understand is this. All of us have our framework basically formed by the age of 13. That's why this is so important that you and I grasp this. And then you have the coaching years, ages 12 through 18, and then you have the friendship years and that's the adult children. But you know what the problem is? Is when you and I try to discipline them in the coaching years and in the friendship years, it just doesn't work. And so if the greatest contribution is that you and I raise our children, we train them because no one has a bigger impact on our kids than us, I think it's very important that you and I take a closer look at certain principles on how you and I can effectively do this. And by the way, if you're not a parent, you're gonna be able to learn from this because maybe you weren't trained in these ways. And as a young adult or as a, an older adult, you can begin to do that for yourself. Now here's what Solomon says in the book of Proverbs, and he's the wisest man, no doubt, apart from Jesus Christ. Here's what he says. He says, train up a child in the way in which he should go teaching him to seek God's wisdom and will for his abilities and talents. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. He's basically saying drop a anchor in them that they'll never recover from. And the word train here means more than just teach. It includes everything that pertains to the proper development of your child, 
especially in the moral and spiritual nature. Just like I said, by the time that one is 13 years of age, their moral and, and spiritual framework has already been developed. And so we're called to train them. Now, the spiritual nature deals with this. You and I know that we have an enemy. We have someone who wants to destroy us and rob us of our joy and our peace. So we're really training them and preparing them for war so that when they leave our home, they're going into a battlefield. Now, we all have such a short time to train and coach our kids. I realize that. It goes so, so fast. And so it's important to understand as soon as possible, how should we train them? What should we focus on? Because you can train them how to throw a ball, you can train them how to hit a ball, shoot a ball, all of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that ultimately won't guide them and direct them in life. And so what I wanna do is I wanna give you five things to train and coach your kids in. And again, if you don't have kids, you need to be asking yourself, how well have I been trained in this? And where do I need to go back? and maybe hit the reset button. So let me give you the first one. The first one is to revere God, to revere God. Now what does it mean to revere God? It means this, to give God first place and obey him. To give God first place and to obey him. You fear him, you, you have a reverence for him. I feared my father, okay? Not that he was gonna hurt me, but that he was gonna hold me accountable. And that's what it means to fear God, that you reverence him. You know, you know that he's going to hold you accountable. And this is one of the most important things that you and I can train our kids in, and that is to revere God. You see, again, if you train them in this, it is so, 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 so critical to their life. Now, to revere God, we have to come back and realize it's mainly two areas of life. And one is this, it's, it's time and treasure. You see, when you revere God, you put him first in your life. You put him first in time and treasure. And these are the two ways that you learn to trust God and you learn to fear God. Because here's what I know, all of us are going to invite God into our time. Why? Because when you get sick, when, when you don't have enough time in life, what do you do? You pray and you ask God to extend your time, life, and treasure, money. You know, when you don't have enough or, or, or you think that, that you're going to lose something, what do we do? We pray and say, God, help me in this area of my finances. And so it's very important that you and I teach our kids to revere God, and that is to honor him with our time that we give him our time, we serve him, and that we honor him with our treasure, that we honor him in our giving. And by the way, these are the two things that will cause the most anxiety and fear in your kid's life because they cause the most anxiety and fear in your life. And so Solomon writes this book called Ecclesiastes, and he comes to the end of the book after he has looked at everything in life, and here's his instructions. Fear God, revere and worship him, knowing that he is, and that he keeps his commandments, for this is the whole of man. And then listen to what he says here. The full original purpose of his creation, the object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness. He's saying that it's the foundation of all happiness. The adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances. That means that when life doesn't go well, you can make the adjustment because God is first in your life. 
and conditions under the sun, the whole duty for every man. Wow. So we're called to train our kids to revere God. How you doing with that? Do you have God times as a family? Do you have times of where you're, 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 you're bringing your kids around and, and you're telling them the importance of God and to honor him and to be able to serve him? And you're teaching them to, to set aside time for him and to set aside their treasure for him? So, so, so important. Here's the second one, and it's this. Train them in how to respect others. To respect others. And this, is, this starts with reverence with God, okay? That's the foundation for everything because it shows humility towards other people. And why is this so important? Because today everybody is rude. We're rude. And the world is becoming uncivil, okay? So we want to train them in being respectful. Now, what is the definition? Let me give it to you. It's to appreciate the uniqueness, the value, the worth, and affirm the dignity of everyone because God made them. Wow. See, this is why there's absolutely no room for being prejudiced or for racism. You appreciate the uniqueness of the person. You value their worth because they're created in God's image. You affirm the dignity of everyone. And anytime you disrespect someone, you insult God. You're disrespecting God. And so you make yourself more important than other people. And that's not good. That's not right. It's prideful. It's egotistic. Here's what Matthew has to say. Matthew says, if you put yourself above others, you will, put, you will be put down. But if you humble yourself, if you respect others, you will be honored by others. You see, people who disrespect other people get stuck in life. Many times we don't know why we're stuck. Peter says it like this. He says, show proper respect to everyone, to everyone, to God. To your parents, matter of fact, there's a promise. You show respect to your parents, guess what? You have a long life. Show respect to your spouse. Husbands, when you don't show respect to your, your spouse, guess what? It hinders your prayer. Show, show respect to senior adults, okay? To the poor, even to your enemies, to government leaders. You know, I, I, I know that, that, that my father would, would, would train me in this in respecting my mother, I could never get away with disrespecting my mother. I could never get away with disrespecting a teacher because I would answer to him. You see, you will never win anyone to Christ that you disrespect. If you only respect perfect people or people that agree with you, then you will respect very few people. If I'm angry with someone, it's highly unlikely that I will be able to respect them. And so here's my question, mom, dad, Grandparents, all of us, how are your children learning to respect? You know how they're learning to respect? They're watching you. Do you respect your spouse? Do you respect your boss? Do you respect leaders around you? See, there's a saying that goes, expect what you tolerate. And my children, because of what I learned from my own father, know that, you know what? You better not disrespect mom. You better not do that. That's one of the things that you better not do because if you do, you're gonna to answer to me. And so they're watching you, how you respect those in authority around you. 
And your actions speak louder than anything that you can teach about authority. And so we want to train them, not only to revere God, but we want to train them in being able to respect other people. Here's the third one. The third one is this, to be reliable. To be reliable. You want to train them to be reliable. This is so important. You see, if I'm not reliable, I won't be able to earn trust. And trust is, is so important in relationships. If people don't trust me, I can't have relationships. Trustworthy, okay, is so important. It's being faithful. It's being someone that you can depend on no matter what, through thick and thin. And it's rare to find someone who you can be depended upon, okay? Let me give you the definition here of reliability. Being dependable, trustworthy, honest, and loyal. Wow. Here's what Proverbs has to say about that, all right? It says, there are plenty of people who will tell you, you can trust me, right? But it's hard to find someone who is trustworthy. Oh, my lands, mom, dad. All of us, you know, when you find somebody who is reliable, you find somebody who is remarkable because it's remarkable to find somebody who is trustworthy. Now, there's three habits that we need to develop in our kids and train them in to be able to develop reliability. Let me give them to you quickly. Number one is tell the truth. Teach them to tell the truth. Look at what Proverbs has to say. Respected people do not lie. They do not lie. So you want to tell your kids, you want to train your kids, always tell the truth, okay? Secondly, keep your promise. If you make a promise, keep it. It's so important because your kids will learn what truth is by the way in which they keep their promises. And they will learn that from you and from me. When you make a promise, okay, and you don't keep it, you distort the truth in their mind. Here's what Proverbs has to say. Reliable friends who do what they say are like a cold drink in sweltering heat, refreshing, refreshing. And so it's so important that you and I train them in being reliable. Here's what Psalms has to say. Psalms says they keep their promises to their neighbor even when it hurts, and sometimes it hurts. So here's my question. What promises are you making to your kids? And are you keeping them? Very important. Here's the third thing, and that is teach them discretion. We're talking about how to, to uh, train them in being uh, reliable, okay? This is rare, discretion. Here's what Proverbs has to say. The more you talk, the more likely you will cross the line and say something wrong. But if you are wise, you'll speak less and with restraint. You see, what happens is people who gossip to you, can I let you in on a secret? And they don't use discretion, they gossip about you. You see, what happens is it gives this person power. It makes them feel superior, gives them a sense of being in control. And the Bible says stay away from them. Here's what Proverbs has to say. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy, reliable, can keep a confidence. And so you want to train your kids. You want to be a person who reveres God, who respects people, who's reliable, and then fourth, who is resourceful, okay? You want to train them to be resourceful. This is so, so important. You see, these are people who figure out solutions to problems, 
That's what they are. They figure out solutions to problems. And resourcefulness is defined in this way. Making the most of what I have and finding solutions to problems that others have overlooked. Okay? It's being innovative. It's being resourceful. It's I will do the best with what I have. That's what it is. I'm not waiting for perfect conditions because if I wait for perfect conditions, I'll never do anything. I'll never get anything done. And so we need to train our kids. We need to train one another in being resourceful in our finances, in our time, in our relationship. Now, we live in a broken world. That's for sure. And you'll never have perfect circumstances. Nothing in your life will ever be perfect. Your marriage, your circumstances, life, work, but there's always the opportunity for you and I to be resourceful. And this is so important, so important. Here's what Philippians has to say. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. I'm telling you, listen, if you can teach your kids to solve problems, to be resourceful, to be creative, it's huge in life because life is not fair. Matter of fact, our world is broken. And so there's going to be plenty of opportunity to be able to do that. Let me give you the last one, and it's this right here. It's to be resilient. To be resilient. This is so huge. You don't give up just because you got something wrong or you stumble. You just don't. You don't fall apart when things fall apart. We live in a nation of where people do not know how to be resilient. People give up, people blame, people complain. They defend their ways. But when you have resilience, you don't label yourself as a victim. You see, here's what resilience really means. It's the ability to bounce back and recover from loss, failure, stress, or disappointment. This is one of the greatest things that you can teach your kids, okay? This is what leaders are looking for in employees. Proverbs says it like this. Proverbs says, when good people stumble, even if they fall seven times, they will get back up. Good people, we all get it wrong. You're gonna get it wrong from time to time. Your kids are gonna get it wrong time to time. And this is why it's so important in parenting. So important to allow your kids to fail, to allow them to feel it, to experience it. And what happens is you teach them that the world is broken. Everything on earth is broken. So you have to have a resilient spirit because nothing is perfect. God is good, but nothing is perfect. You see, life can be good even in a broken world. Look at what Paul writes to the Corinth church. We're often pressured from every side, that's life but we're never crushed. Sometimes we don't know what to do, but we never despair. And sometimes we're attacked and abused, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again and again and we keep on going. This is resilience. Now, here's what I want you to know. God wants to use whatever you're going through right now to build resilience in you and to help people. Your greatest ministry, no doubt, will come from your biggest failure, your biggest heartache. And so we need to teach our kids their identity, that they're precious and they're valuable and that they have a purpose. And that when life gets hard, you remind them of who they are. And resilience, okay, begins to develop in them and they will begin to bounce back because they know who they are and they know who God is. Let me share this with you, okay? Here at New Point, we wanna help you. 
okay? We believe that the person who has the greatest influence on any child is their mom and dad. And so we want to help you with resources, okay? We know that parenting is complicated. We know that you want to get it right. We want to help you. And so I want to draw your attention to two things. One is we've uh, got permission from North Point to be able to share with you their parent summit. And uh, you can download it at northpoint.org slash parentsummit. And it's running through October the 3rd. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. And I encourage you to take advantage of it no matter who you are. And then we're offering a parent summit as well on October the 24th. And you can sign up for it. And we're going to be dealing with this on crisis. Okay? How do you handle crisis? And so you can do that. And then on an ongoing basis, you can go to our website, newpoint.org. Org, okay, to our next generation. And we offer home packets every month. You can, you can receive a home packet of where you can teach and train your kids the truth about God and, and principles about God. We also have God times for you of where you can develop them on how to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ and also a parent guide. It's all there on our website and we wanna invite you to, to use it and take advantage of it. You know why? Because the most important thing that happens in your life might not be what you do, but someone you raise. Now mom and dad, you know what? We can't give what we don't have. We teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. And so it begins with your relationship with God and letting them see that and experience that. And I trust that you will take the steps to make sure that these qualities are in you so that you can train them in those around you. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your promises. We thank you that you are always there for us. And God, we know that the next generation is so important. And we know that we have a responsibility. We have a duty. And I pray for all the moms and dads that are feeling the stress and the pressure and the anxiousness of the challenges ahead. But may we be intentional and may we embrace this truth, and may we develop kids who are remarkable because they revere God, they respect other people, they're reliable, they're resourceful, and they are resilient. And we pray this in Christ's name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, and don't forget to subscribe through iTunes. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.